You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I need know what to say. Yeah. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what to say. Okay. I'ma just go off the top. Hey. I need know what to say. Let's get it. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what the I need know what the I need know what the I need. Hello and welcome back everybody to the Off the Top Podcast and whereas everything is always off the top. I'm your co-host Oxetic and joining me as always my good friend Namai Kumar all the way out in Cali. Namai, we had a crazy weekend again, I feel like as we always say in our first recording, a lot of new music. Crazy. Every weekend's crazy. Do you know why? Because there's always so many artists dropping and so many surprise listens, so, many, so much new music to come out. But I bet you the highlight of this weekend, and I don't want to say it, I want to say it at the same time as you. Ready? So it's... Three, two, one, limbo. limbo. You didn't say it at the same time, but I know we're both thinking uh, the same thing. It's that okay. was just that was just the lag. There's, just, there's a, little, <laughs> a little bit of a disparity. Just you know? a little bit of a lag. Uh, Amine's limbo. Uh, his, th- his oh my god, his second studio album. His third full length release so far. Sophomore album. Um, Fourteen tracks long. Our perfect OTT certified album, of course. Anywhere yes. between fourteen and fifteen. And we it. do have a lot of we do have a lot of thoughts on this, a lot of good thoughts. Um, I'll yeah. I'll be the first to say it though. I, I I loved this album. This album really spoke to me on a lot of different levels. Kind of just coming from Ami, Amine, sorry, evolving as an artist as a whole and being really introspective in his lyrics. Um, there's also a lot of different hip hop styles in here too. We get a lot of little bit of coke yeah. rap. We get a little bit of trap. We get a little bit of that boom bat type style. We get a little bit R and B. Where do you think? Amine's voice has gone throughout this record. How do you how do you think he kind of paved the way for the listeners to kind of see where he's at in his life and where he's gone? I think that um, the the route he took was definitely a strong melodic route. Um, you know what's crazy is like on one of the songs, I like started to just get the strongest essence of Chris Brown. Uh, I think <laughs> what was, song was that? I think it was "Can't Decide." I, that sounds I, good too. Yeah, it was a really good song, but I was like, yo, he sounds just like Chris Brown Crazy. on this, like, for no reason. And um, just, yeah, all the different uh, songs. I mean, he didn't have a crazy amount of features on this, which I think worked to his advantage. Oh, I agree with you. Kind of able to showcase himself a little bit more. Um, but the features he did have really did their thing. Um, I mean, I love that the first feature run with uh, J.I.D. and Charlie, uh, Charlie yeah. Wilson. Jad, he also had three features this weekend too on yeah, three different no. types of singles. So I JID congrats to JID. He's yeah. out here grinding, putting together a line. Hopefully before he drops the, the album. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he drops an album by the next time we talk, and it's like, oh, we have another crazy weekend for you guys. JID dropped. He uh, <laughs> he's been teasing that actually on his Twitter. True. Uh, yeah. Either he's teasing the album or he's teasing all the features that he just came out with this week. But he says very soon. And then he retweeted with comment coming also very soon. So yeah, I'm hoping we actually get something from JID soon. But yeah, I agree with you. JID's verse on Roots is, is something definitely to take. Uh, and I like that. I mean, it didn't really like um, have Charlie Wilson do the full like melodic range rather just had him like right. kind of like bolster his um melodies yeah. i thought he definitely really like, 
yeah, we were just talking about this before we recorded too. Like we were saying that some of the features in these are not necessarily shine. They don't shine as much, but they're included in the production to like make it so much better in the end result. They really like, I don't know how to put this, but incorporated it so well to where- no, I, think hear- I think it's a matter of like, like understanding the level of collaboration that's going to make the song work, right? I mean, right. obviously it seems like a lot of this music was made with the intention of being on this album. Meaning like, I feel like the artists who were getting on the tracks were aware that like they wanted the spotlight to be Amine. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in that sense, like it made the, it made the features work a lot better. Like yeah. I, I'll admit, I was a little bit disappointed about the slow tie feature because See? Uh, as far as British rappers go, I love slow tie and he had, he had a couple lines and he split a verse with, with Vince Staples. True. But um, I understand where it, w- it was coming from. If it wouldn't have been an Amine song. If exactly. The, the thing with that, though, like I do have the thought, like when artists have these big features, let's say like Slow Tie and Vince Staples, like Vince Staples hasn't really put out music super recently, but he does have music out there in the past couple, in the year past or so. But Pressure in My Palms with Slow Tie and Vince, it's almost like a full circle type run where Emine is like really asserting that he's taking over this album because I don't like it when the features really outshine the artist on the album and Amine really wasn't outshined on any of these. His verses are all crisp. They're super clever. They're witty. They're funny. They all make sense. They're all really wavy in the line of how the album really kind of portrays itself. And and in the end result, it's a super introspective, insightful coming of age self-realization type of tape and keep in mind he's 26 and the one skit he does have in here kobe talks about him kind of realizing that oh what when kobe yeah. died this made me realize that i, mean, I oh, feel I like all like, of us in our in our like in some kobe, sort of way i, I get you like, you know what i mean like kobe was someone that we've all been hearing about since we were kids you know right. and the like when he passed i mean that was just like like we're the we're the first true iteration of the internet age, right? Where we're sure. all aware of the same things culturally, and I think that that has led to some of these. Like when when we lose certain celebrities, I think it has a way bigger impact. Um, I, Especially Kobe, of his stature, yeah. his reach that he's had in, in America and even across that. the world too. I love the the kind of like. Um, the double sidedness of this album in the sense that like he has a lot, a couple of tracks that are like really just like fun and mm-hmm. um, just, you know, good songs that I would throw on at like a party or something, you know, exactly. Post post Corona, of course, not, not post Corona. Right now. Um, yeah, we're but, not Jake Paul on this. We're not throwing <laughs> bangers in the mansion. Nah. <laughs> uh, but um, then he has a lot of songs that are like more introspective and kind of uh, make you think a lot more. And he has great, great wordplay. I don't really have anything bad to say about this album. I, think I that, really don't either. I, I like we was, we could talk about this all day, and I wouldn't say <laughs> one bad thing about it. I, I think the one had, like value, you know. I think yeah. that there was there was not really any um, dead space. I hate it when there's an album that has like like filler or dead space like, dead space for like yeah. multiple tracks, and it just makes it a much like more. Um, like laborious listen like i don't want to have to like feel like i'm working to listen to this album and i didn't i honestly i i i 100 agree with you i truly felt as though that this album was the easiest listen i enjoyed every song every track flowed well um like i said before the weaveness of all this kind of how you get through it is super punchy it's snappy 
It's 14 songs for a reason. So obviously, Amine is going for impact, quality over quantity, of course. Um, as every artist should, he's taking a t- true artistic route. And the one thing that we haven't seen ever from, I don't think an artist in my mind is an album tag. He shouts out Limbo in Compensating, which I think to me is sort of that midway point, that bridge in between the entire album. At compensating, he talks about, you know, being in between two feelings, like compensating for your feelings, you know what I'm feeling, right? And yeah. within that, it kind of just displays the entirety of, you know, the album's concept. And I think that's really cool just because it's a really fun song with a young thug, young thug feature. And he's getting across the main message of this album in that same sort of fun, catchy, clever way. And like you said, it's like the two poles of where he's going to be. There's those fun party tracks you can put on with your friends. And there's those really introspective self-realization tracks like Mama, Becky, Fetus, My Reality, Pressure in My Palms, the second part of it more so he's talking about where he's at in his life and how where he's become. It's I thought that the Summer Walker feature really did uh did numbers too. I thought that the the back and forth with them both being like relatively melodic artists. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even know I mean they could sing until this yeah, album. Me neither. Like I said, dude, I was literally mistaking him for Chris Brown after a certain point. Like <laughs> I was very Yo, is that breezy? I've told you about this, like how I didn't really like Amine before, but I think that how this could album you not? Really like him a lot more. I, I I definitely needed to give him a chance, and I think yeah. this was like I, the opportunity I, to do that. I think this album, uh, Limbo, is going to be that trajectory point where he's able to kind of skyrocket himself into the same conversation as like J.I.D., Denzel Curry, those type of rappers. And I think this album is just a testament to what Amine is actually able to do. I mean, he, he's proven himself to be multifaceted on this. He's, he's able to sing, he's able to rap, he's able to switch up flows, he's able to really hear crisp and clean production on this. And the production on this is flawless. I, I think you get a little bit of everything in, in modern hip hop in this uh, Limbo album. and. Like I said, as he continues to move forward, and I think that next album is going to be really important for Amine just to assert himself as an industry giant in this sort of corner that we put JID and Denzel in, right? And with this, this is a very good start. I, I mean, I'm going to give this like an 8.5 out of 10. A lot of people on hip-hop Twitter are saying this is the album of the year, but you know every week everyone's got a new album of the year, so I'm not saying that. But it is a very nice listen. It's a very great album. Lots to take from it, and definitely a lot of replay value in all these songs. Woodlawn is my favorite, of course. Woodlawn will not get old for me. That beat is too hard. I think that my favorite is probably going to be Can't Decide. Uh, but I, I honestly, I can't decide on which one's my favorite. I really <laughs> like a lot of these tracks. <laughs> the 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 run between can't decide and compensating is like such yeah. uh, like if if you go from one through six, if you go one through six, like that's. That's like half an album right there. Like that, yeah. you get through half the album, you realize like, oh, like this is the vibe we get on the first half, and then he's going I to the R and B introspective on the other half. And I was like, dude, this album is great. It's like, it's it's a double edged sword, but not in a bad way. You know, it like stabs both sides of what you want to like actually do. And I feel like he hit all of his points on, all of his points are yeah. on, especially. I think, yeah, I also really like the injury reserve feature. I thought it was cool that they kind of brought a full circle from his uh, previous work with them. Um, and, you know, of course, uh, rest in peace to uh, Jordan Groggs. Um, he was a rapper who was part of the collective injury reserve and he passed just a month ago. So RIP Groggs. Um, I, 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 I think I mentioned this last week when we were talking about them being featured on the album. 
but I saw them not that long ago, and it was it was a great show. <laughs> I had so much fun. I saw them in Santa Cruz. It was a good time. I wish I saw as many artists as you did. That makes me upset because, like, now Corona's a thing, and I don't even know when I'm going to be going to my next concert. I think my last concert was actually Lala last year, so about a year ago was the last time I actually went somewhere. So that's really sad to think about. Um, yeah, uh, Mama, I, I definitely feel like I have a like I, I don't regret going to any of those concerts. I mean, I didn't regret before, you know. I, I mean, I kind of was like, "Yo, you spent mad money on concerts." But like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel but like that's like, what everyone says though. When you're at the concert, you forget about like, "Oh, I just spent two hundred fifty dollars on pit seats," yeah, dude, or course. like you're for the that's pit, the not point, seats. Right? Sorry. Yeah, that's the entire point. You can't think about the money when you're actually there. It's going to ruin your time. I would really like to see Compensating Live. If Thug and him did this live, I feel like that would be just insane. And that music video was crazy, too. I didn't like it when it was a single, and then I heard it in the context of this album, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't give this song, like, a third third chance. Like, really, I've added it to to my Young Thug playlist. My Young Thug playlist is way too long, though. Is it actually? You got like 2014 Thugger on there? Dude, I got I got like Rich Gang Thugger, dude. I got oh my god, I got Havana on there. <laughs> Havana, oh my god, dude. Camila is my favorite pop singer ever. Yeah, I got to see I how we. She's she's good. Honestly, I've realized I have a new appreciation for Katy Perry recently. You said this to me the other day. I saw a uh, Hunter Jex like remix of a Katy Perry uh, Friday night. Oh, wait, did you send me that or no? I don't think you did. I think someone sent me like a video where someone remixed Friday. Or no, what was the song? Um, the California TGIF. Girls. Yeah, TGIF by uh, Katy Perry. And they remixed it to like an electro, like Hunter Jex type style song. And I was blown away because this dude yeah, was just singing TGIF. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, maybe and not that specific one, but yeah, I've heard it, remixes of it where it becomes like more of an EDM song. And it, it this is so- where this is how Katy Perry can capitalize coming back into the game. No, <laughs> no, not even coming back, but getting in, getting into hip hop. This is how she could do it. Just coming off the cusp, off the top, rather. No, honestly, though, like right now, uh, I, I guess this brings up an interesting point. Even in the context of the Amine album, um, there's a lot of like interesting like subgenre movements going on in hip-hop right now like we we, ju- we were just talking about the pop punk uh re- resurgence like with like trippy red machine gun kelly yep. and dior i mean even juice world was on that um and then like, like there's a lot of like pop influence i mean prior to his passing juice was working with like halsey and uh ellie golding and stuff i mean mm-hmm. we have the edm side of hip-hop that's been there for years like with like major laser and all of them so I think it's a great time to be a rapper. You can kind of do whatever you want right now. People I mean, like when hip hop is the number one genre in the U.S. right now, I feel like you can kind of take it and run with whatever influence you're feeling, especially for those like Juice and Trippy and Ian Dior who kind of run that fine line in between like pop punk and rap and rap rock and kind of like even like Dom Fike. We were talking about this last week. I feel like he's kind of in his in his bag with whatever he wants to do as far as like yeah. I mean, we different talk genres about, we talk from it all the time too. True, and they do the we're same thing. The hardcore punk thing. Actually, I have a, yeah. One of my best friends listens to so much hardcore punk. I mean, he's really, really like invested in the scene out here. Um, right. And I was showing him City Morgue. Uh, he was like, "Yo, this is really they, they really got riffs. Like, their yeah, riffs are how, really good." 
even to Bro, the oh, someone who doesn't listen to much rap music. So you I know, think that's you know what we forgot. We forgot to talk about City Morgue last week. We forgot to talk about their album last week. We did. Yeah, we did. Toxic Boogaloo. Wait, uh, I can't, I take that back. We talked about it for a minute, but I don't think we went super in depth with it. Well, Toxic Boogaloo's fire. That's all everyone needs. That's to know. all we have to say. Listen to Electric listen Experience to on Boogaloo right now. Yeah, go listen on the OTT playlist on Spotify. We have go all of our you can SMD. That's the best one. <laughs> electric Experience SMD. That's your favorite. Your SMD's favorite, right? No, honestly, I like the Electric Experience the most too. But you can SMD had the most shock value. <laughs> just the title. <laughs> just the title alone. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go back to your Young Thug playlist real quick because I think you should add Keyed all the way down to the bottom where 2014 Thug kind of sits, just because I think this new Keyed take. Trapped on Cleveland 3 really reminds me of how Thug kind of rapped back in the day, 14, 15, yeah. sort of like that, that barter six sort of stuff. And when he really wasn't like accepted, honestly, like exactly when he first coming out with that sound, people were like, dude, what the heck is this? Like Danny Glover and like Stoner, like those were some revolutionary songs in hindsight, but in the moment, a lot they didn't get much appreciation, at least in my opinion. Exactly. And I feel like, especially with artists like Keed, Gunna, Baby, and we were just talking about this too, like Thug's influence on how he's affected artists of today. And keep in mind, Baby's one of the biggest artists out right now. Gunna's one of the biggest artists out right now. Keed is rising to become that next Thug protege that kind of reaches that pinnacle or he can go do whatever he wants. Because I feel like Gunna and Baby are also in their bag right now. Baby's if not the most revered artist out right now, the most consistent artist out right now, just from what he's able to do from a verse standpoint, what he's able to do on a feature and gonna, he's just a multifaceted, you know, guy. He can kind of do whatever, anything and trap and hip hop sort of style um, with Keed. He really, really, really utilizes that upper vocal register that thug pioneered in the beginning that he wasn't yeah, accepted totally. with. I and think that was a style yeah. that else was like, other than like future, like with oh, the, of course. Da, da, da. that's too hard to do like i don't know how he does that i think it's crazy yeah i've always wondered like that's gotta like be rough on your voice man like how are you rapping like that for a whole song that's his voice like the um like like i want to say almost like gurgling like sound like effect like it's like uh by thug yeah yeah i do actually oh my god yeah that song was fire Dude, that song was fire, but it was the first song that at least that I like really listened to where he used that like style where he's like really just like getting the gritty, gritty essence of his voice. I was like, dang, dude, I don't know how do you, you do Do you remember Hercules by Young Thug like back in 2016? He just dropped Slime Season 3, and I think after that he dropped that mixtape. Hercules, like, Hercules. Yeah, and he gets like super, like really high, like in his uh, in his. I don't even know how he does it, dude. It's like a screech almost with your vocal cords. I wonder if that hurts. Probably. You know, I bet you. Do they? You think they ice their vocal cords after they record doing that voice? Dude, they probably are sipping enough beverages that they they don't really care. Sipping too much yerba mate, just because what yerba you're sipping mate, on yerba mate. I have to remember that name. Uh, low key, <laughs> trapped on Cleveland three. This actually released. Uh, this past weekend along with Amine's album and we do have a lot more releases to get through but before that I want to get your thoughts on Keed Namai he's one of your favorites I've already kind of discussed um where I sit with Keed he's he's very hit or miss for me some songs I agree honestly I feel the same way about him I felt early in Doug's career you know and it was interesting right because I sent you the the link for the 
uh day one uh spotify <laughs> thing, and i was like dang and like, i have apple music th- th- <laughs> yeah exactly it was useless for you but it was cool for me i was trying <laughs> at least i tried thug, i tried to. this is my most listened to artist of the decade on on spotify uh and of last year i was like interested that he's the my most listened to artist of all time but That's i wasn't insane. even that I wasn't really early on him, you know, I was, I, yeah. or even if I was early on him, I was mostly listening to like SoundCloud stuff. Um, I wasn't so super I, early on Thug. I think I got into Thug right when either Slimes, like 2016, 2015, 2016. I'm pretty sure like once Barter 6 came out, I was, I was all in for Thug just yeah, because exactly. I was bumping. Barter 6 I was, was the, I was bumping check. I was bumping with that. I was bumping Amazing, which is um, I think Numbers was one of my favorite songs off that album, too. I'm trying to remember another one. If you um, go back to that album, there's a lot of songs that, like, I didn't Duke, recognize. Duke was one of my favorite features at the time. I loved whatever song Duke touched, and even Yak Gotti, too. Like, I thought I thought he was awesome as well. There's no, so honestly. much from Barter 6 that I take into, like, my musical taste now, and I didn't realize it until probably this moment, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> subconsciously man <laughs> subconsciously doing it but thug up. has two thug has two features on trapped on cleveland three um kiss and peace for me i feel like it's the better one hibachi was okay i felt like the beat was a little bit here and there but the features on this man you got thug features gonna are, yeah. baby I mean, tight dollar sign 42 future expect. travis this is a star-studded feature list and i'm gonna go with my favorite song on this is not a feature song it's cold world this song is just keyed only keyed it feels like it's a low keyed featuring low keyed type song he's really mixing and matches his vocals in here and i feel like if you're going to listen to a song without a feature on this he's really trying to portray a different type of versatility on this and with cold world he's rapping and he gets up in the higher register and he comes back down and he goes back up it's like a roller coaster of emotions and the beats hard trap land is also another one of my favorites on this i think keyed he has, a, he has a lot of good songs on this. I feel like it was sort of half and half for me. Zaza with Future is probably my favorite feature song. 42 Doug did his thing on Twisted as well. I'm kind of over Gunna right now a little bit. I feel like he's just dropped so much in the past yeah, he's month. Been a lot. I just, and we he's dropping Lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say he's dropping Lemonade with Internet Money and a Nav. And a, who else? Don T. Don T. Donnie T. Trapped on Cleveland 3 to my. Give me your thoughts, man. I think that um, yeah, I was I was really impressed with the feature list like prior to the album even coming out, right? Because if you yeah. think about it, like he's got every like I don't want to say trap artist, but like that specific pocket of trap music, right? Because yeah. all of those guys already all have songs together, right? There's gonna featuring future, future featuring Travis, Travis featuring Gunna, uh, you know what I mean? The only per- yeah. I, I was surprised Nav wasn't on this, honestly, like. Low key, I, I feel like I he, feel he'd fit so well on the in this like yeah this XO Jack Boys YSL three hundred type. Oh, like it felt like sound. he was getting like cosigns, you know. I think it was really cool to see Maybe. that. The wavy, I, I the wavy. So I was super impressed with uh, Travis's approach to the beat. Um, I already really liked that song. Uh, we talked about it uh, when it came out, but um. Yeah, I was just I was really impressed with all of it. I think that uh at least in terms of like how much I've in, I've enjoyed uh Lil Keed's music prior to this, I mm-hmm. think that as a whole this uh album I enjoyed a lot more than like his catalog prior to this. 
And um, I'm going to agree with you on that just because Keat in the past to me has sort of come off as not really knowing how to use his voice in the correct way. Exactly, and this, yeah. in this album, I feel like he really made a huge step forward into like making a name for that voice and that higher, like, I don't even, it's like a screechy baby voice. I'm not really sure what it is, but in what he's doing right now, I, I feel as though that he's able to continue that moving forward. And it's definitely like a step up from his previous tapes. And with me, like I was introduced to Keed with Lil Uzi and Heavy Metal. That was, I think it was a SoundCloud joint that came out a year or so ago. And I heard his voice and I was like, oh my God, his voice literally sounds like an electric guitar over a beat. Have you heard um, Nameless? No, I haven't actually. Like I said, I'm not like the biggest yeah. Keed fan. That was, but that was the song that I got introduced to Keed through. Was It's called Nameless. Uh, We'll listen to it together after the podcast. But <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. It's a good song. Um, I promise you. And I it, think it's more like melodic. Like it's very. It's it's like a love song, basically. I love uh, trap. I mean, as, as as much of a love song as Lil Keat is probably capable of making. Mm-hmm. But you know, honestly, really enjoyable listen. And uh, yeah. I was hoping for something good from him, and I had on reasonably uh, lower expectations than what we got with this album. So. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you. I think my final thoughts on this, I guess, would just be I would like a little bit tighter lyricism on this. I feel as though he kind of bounced back and forth with the higher register and his lower his lower rap cadence a little bit too much. It kind of got a little bit out of sorts for me towards the middle of the album with Gunna and, and maybe I think towards that bottom half where Hibashi starts with Young Thug and leading up until 42 Doug's feature, I think that kind of part of where we're near the end of it kind of gets a little bit scathed for me. Um, yeah. I think he's a little bit repetitive in his lyricism as well, but you know, trapped on Cleveland three, he's going to be reciting the usual trap lyricism that we get from these type of artists. Um, but nevertheless, he, he he's talented in what he's able to do with his voice. I would just like to see him step up that next level. I'm going to give this yeah. one maybe. I think that I want to see him do something that Thug can't. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I listened to this, I really thought of, like, 2014, 2015 Thug, and it felt like I was listening to, like, a regurgitated version of that, like a new age, modern, neo, young Thug. And I don't, I I mean, I'm all for artists doing that at the same time, but when it's kind of, like, in that same sort of vein, I really don't know where he's going to go after this or if he's going to continue sort of, like, a young Thug trajectory. I really hope he finds his own. Um, But for a tape to kind of, this to me, this feels like it's, first commercial debut tape i'm not really 100 percent sure if it is um but to me it feels like that i feel like he's really introducing himself with all these huge features in this and he's really putting it out for the people to listen and kind of and see what he's doing right now and you know i'm excited for the future with him i just if he works out those kinks i feel like he'll be a really impactful artist for years to come uh, continuing to talk with albums Enelie Chapa also dropped his debut tape top shot of 20 tracks long and nine songs that we've already heard on this album already. <laughs> nine uh, singles, four different types right of shot of flows. Uh, Narrow Road with Low Baby, probably the best song to come out of this. This was a single last week. Uh, Chapa pushed the album another week. Uh, I don't know. I forgot the reason why he pushed it another week last week, uh, but it's here. Debut tapes expected to sell 45K. And all I'm going to say is about NLE Chapa. I'm not the biggest fan of NLE. I think he has a lot of, I guess, promise in what he's able to do lyrically. I like his cadence. I like his flow. I think he's really strong on that. His voice in some songs is definitely a lot more stronger than others. Um, But with this album, I felt like it was just a more of a repetitive NLE type slat of 
songs that I don't really know if I'm going to go back to. I think the only one I'm probably going to go back to is Narrow Road. And like you, you've been talking about this Make Him Say with Mulatto. I know you're on some Mulatto yeah. lately. What did you think about this album, man? Because I know you I, went, yeah, you, you really dove into this. I the same sentiment. I think this is like super average. I just like, it's not terrible. Like it's, but it's just like, I don't feel invested in it at all. I, I, the only songs I, I like really can like remember is Narrow Road, uh, the uh, Shot of Flow 4 with Chief Keef. And um, yeah, like you said, uh, Make Him Say, um, but with Mulatto. And I, I mean, I like those three songs, but honestly, this, this album could have been like, this album could have been six songs, but he just like <laughs> took every song and redid it like four times. And yeah. then all of them on one album. And I'm not the biggest fan of that concept. I mean, it's it's a really yeah. long album. I was getting really tired of listening to it by the end. I, I was just, it felt like a chore at the end. We were just yeah. talking about that. Like, with the Amini album, it did not feel like a chore at all. I was, like, exactly. surprised over. Versus this, the one- I was, like, felt like I was drudging through after, like, after, like, 12 tracks. The one thing that surprises me with this Top Shot album uh, is that NLE's been on the scene for about two years now, and most of these songs, like most of the Shot of Flows, have been released. Camelot has been out for almost a year and a half now. Shot of Flow, Top Shot of Flow, I think it's new. Shot of Flow 3, just all the different Shot of Flows, they've been out and circulating somewhere. Does he not know any other names for songs? I don't, I don't know, but... With this sort of nature, you would think he would sell more than 45,000 units this week. And like I said, that's, a, that's an estimate right now. It's He's expected to sell 45K. And for a debut album, a rookie tape, um, you can kind of compare our most recent rookie tape in the Kid Leroy. He sold what? I think he sold like 50K around, 45, 50K. I feel like he was in the same ballpark as NLE. Um, but Leroy's hasn't even dropped as much music as NLE has over the past two years. And I feel like it's just kind of a slap in the face for NLE to kind of take back and lick his wounds, be like, oh, I was going to sell, you know, I was supposed to sell 75, 80K this week, 100K possibly, but he only sold 45. I think it just kind of, kind of goes to show how repetitive in nature the album is just because it's not being received as well as he would have thought or his fans would have thought. And to me, it's kind of a disappointment to see how much similar sounds we get from this album. He doesn't really branch out to try anything new. Yes, the back half of the album is a little bit more melodic in the production. He's trying to incorporate those trap melodic elements in there as well. Um, But I'm not going to really come back to this, to be honest with you. NLE, I really liked him for his breakout single in Camelot back in like when he dropped that. I thought that song was hard. First top or shot of flow was also really, I think it was shot of flow too. That really, that's the one that kind of set things off for him. And I think the chief key feature is probably the only song that I'm going to go back to if I ever do go back to this album. But yeah, I think I, for that, I'll leave. I think it's back to the lab, man. I really think it's back to the lab for him. He's either got to do like, a lot of maturing or it's kind of game over at this point. He's still young though. He's 19. Yeah. He's really young. He's really young. And I think he has a good reputation within the, within the industry. So I think that is like those two, those two facts are like pretty uh, like driving material to expect to see some growth from him. But this album didn't really showcase growth at all. I think it kind of was even a step back in in terms of, um, I, I I got pretty excited given walk him down but uh yeah. it seems like he wasn't really able to like push that sound any further than he did with Roddy. Yeah. Um there's I a lot know, of... I, I'm optimistic but uh, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, there's like a lot of uh, Roddy Rich stands out there that get on my nerves just because, I mean, I, I respect Roddy as an artist and I respect his grind and I, I, I like his voice from time to time. I just feel like he's extremely overrated. I feel like the pop angle that Roddy sort of takes is kind of, I guess, sour on me just because he's on so much stuff that I don't think he performs as well as people make him out to be as a performer. Um, but I will say on this NLE uh, song that he has on this album um, with Walk Him Down, when that dropped, I think that dropped like, what, a couple months back. Um, this is probably a song that Roddy does his best on. I think it's one of his better features. So if there's anything to take away from this NLE album, you get a good Roddy Rich feature out of it. Um, you get Camelot on it. I mean, it just seems like he's just trying to rechart stuff that's old. I mean, you have five yeah, five songs with Shada in it. Yeah. And that's sad to yeah. see just because it's 20 songs long, which is an obvious case for it to try and make it chart. Unlike Amine, of course, with 14 quality tracks in throughout. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to this NLE album. I gave it a, we gave it a try. The OTT gave it a try. We just want to let you all know that we are on it. We're on it this week. We promise you. Yeah. I think I, our highlight, though, for singles, though, we got we got a lot to choose from with singles. We got Smile singles, with The Weeknd and Juice World. Yeah. We got Serial with J.I.D. and IDK featuring Kenny Mason and DJ Scheme. We got Moneymaker yeah. with Wayne and 2 Chains. It's cool. We got, we, got the, we, got, we got the R&B. We got the lyrical stuff, and we got the old school stuff. So I think it was a cool little little three pack of uh of diversity here i agree with you juice world in the weekend smile though that was a kind of in the work sort of deal the juice world tweeted out in 2018 saying that him and the weekend would make a diamond record together and here it is i don't know if it's diamond yet i don't think it's going to be diamond as of right now but it is doing numbers i think it's already reached silver status what i think i've read somewhere on ria on twitter or something like that i'm not sure if it's at that point right now but it reached a lot of streams on Spotify this weekend, very close to 1 million, if not more than 1 million streams. Uh, so if it's on its way to becoming Diamond, can we say that Juice World is a fortune teller from beyond the grave? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm honestly hoping that it goes Diamond just for, mainly for that reason. Like that tweet would become so legendary. I think it uh, would. I, we posted um, that on our uh, IG as well if you guys want to go check that out. When you're asking yeah, people if you think it's going to go I Diamond. I see things like, I, which is crazy is like the weekend was also very sought after by X, who unfortunately sure. never actually got a collaboration with him. But yeah. uh, Juice will did, and I think that uh, they they both did their thing on yeah. this. Um, the chorus to me is just like so catchy, and like it's it's so sweet. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's just a really nice song. Like it's like, a feel it's a feel good track. I think um, with this sort of thing. Um, with Juice World music from now on, we're probably only going to hear songs that have been in the vault for a long time. And with the weekend's feature on this, it was definitely just like, here, we have this juice verse on this song. Why don't you make something with this? And he kind of just chose it and did it. And it turned out really nice, obviously. But this song was originally titled Sad. Um, for the last year, it's been kind of just circulating on SoundCloud. And yes, it is a very feel-good track. Um, I, for me... I feel like the weekend could have put together something a little bit more, I guess, weekend esque. I feel like he kind of lays his way through the beginning of this verse. He didn't really sing to the, you know, his top performance, but nevertheless, I feel like he did put out a, a reputable performance in the weekend's name. The beat's really catchy. Juice's voice is really nice on this. Their chemistry together is also really great. I just think that one little aspect would have taken it a step further. No, definitely, I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the weekend didn't really like tap into like full 
Abel's power. But Full like Tessafe. Um, <laughs> how do you say his last name? Is it Tesfi or Tess? I've always tried to say his name because you know how I am, people with pronunciations. I I don't even know how to pronounce my own name sometimes. Yeah, your name's just John. <laughs> <laughs> the most simplest um, name ever. But yeah, no, I think that uh, I think honestly, it, it might have come down to like the weekend not wanting to outshine Juice on uh, sure. a posthumous track. I, I like that. That that's my thought process at least. Um. But regardless, like I, I can't say I was disappointed. I, I oh, think no, that this song's great. I could have envisioned more, but like I'm not mad that we didn't get more. Uh, it was. Uh, speaking of tracks that uh, gave us everything we could have asked for, though. Oh that my god! I know what you're gonna say. That was I, you sent me a text. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Friday night, Friday or Saturday night, and you're like, "Bro, this serial track is disgusting with the throw up emojis." And I was like, oh, you didn't like it? What do you mean? He's like, oh, no, like nasty, like it was good. I'm like, don't put the throw-up emojis on because I'm not going to be like, did you like it or not? <laughs> Yo, that track was a roller coaster, bro. I got motion sickness. I love Kenny Mason. I really enjoyed his debut tape, Angelic Hood Rat. That spoke to me on a lot of different levels Where to really see where he's come from and to see him on his first feature since then. Actually, no, I take that back. This is his second feature since then. I can't remember what his first song was, but we retweeted it on our Twitter when it came out. So go check that out off XDX Top on Twitter. Serial, Kenny Mason, IDK, and JID. JID's second feature of the weekend. And I think his best one, to be honest. Um, if I'm going to have to compare how he did on Roots, on Limbo and Lockdown Remix with Anderson, I think this J.I.D. verse is the strongest of the trio that he put out this week. And this beat's nasty, man. DJ Scheme's doing his thing on yes, this, and I love I, Scheme. I didn't even realize the, the ability that Scheme had. I mean, I've listened to Scheme's previous projects, but uh, I think this is the first time that Scheme's worked with like some rappers of this caliber. I mean, other than Ski. Um, yeah. Well, I keep in mind, Scheme's work with Juice, X, Ski Mask, he, he, he's kind of in his bag when it comes to the emo rap guys back in 2016, 2017, when SoundCloud rap was really becoming a huge thing in the industry. And right now, I feel like Scheme's just kind of able to do whatever he wants. And you get JID, IDK, who just dropped his, his IDK and Friends 2 album a couple weeks back. Uh, JID kind of on a nice little free feature run the last couple weeks here. And Kenny Mason still trying to make a name for himself. And this track kind of embodies, I feel like, where all these artists are right now. And yeah, IDK totally. is on that. IDK is on that back half of it. I, for me personally, I think IDK is a really nice lyricist. I just don't think he gets it done with his vo vocals most of the time. Kenny Mason, I think he's the full package. I really do. I just think it's going to take time for him to really grow into the artist that he is. And JID, man, JID is just jit, man. I, I, I can't wait for his album. I feel like everyone's just kind of universally loved JID for who he is as an artist and what he speaks on and what he's able to stand for in his music. And we get a really nice track on this. This is definitely going to be, this is on our playlist right now, actually, now I'm thinking about it. So if you're not bumping this, bump it ASAP. Yeah, and honestly, like, speaking, I mean, I was already really excited about uh, about um, JID, Ken, Kenny, and uh, IDK. Um, I think that, like, I've been seeing DJ Scheme post on social media a lot recently about, like, different yeah. artists he's working with and people that he's, he's going to have on his album. Um, and, like, he's been talking about, like, having, like, the Kid Leroy, Ian Dior, JID, you know, obviously all these guys, Ski, um, they're trying to do some clearance stuff for Juice World to be on there. I hope so. That'd be great. I, yeah, I mean, I, 
like I think that he has a, a really exciting project coming out soon that is going to really embody the last three, three, four years of um, where rap music has had its trajectory. Yeah. And he's and, kind of been at the start of it too. Like I said, he was actually, you told me this uh, a couple of weeks back. I think it might have been recording too. He was a DJ for X in his meteoric rise to stardom and then went to juice and then worked with ski mask in the time working with both of them before they both sadly passed away. So schemes kind of been through it in regards to how the landscape of hip hop has changed as far as how SoundCloud rap emerged to emo rap emerged to alternative hip hop into sort of what it is today, this kind of mishmash of sounds that people are trying to be more versatile with. And I think it gives Scheme a different type of perspective and how he approaches new artists to work with. For example, I think Kenny Mason had the strongest feature on this song just because hearing Scheme and Kenny Mason work together on that beat, I feel like Kenny really bodied that. And I feel like he really showed, like the silent, the silent first 10, 15 seconds of his verse leading into the rest of it, the beat comes back on. I think that was the hardest part of this song. And it was, it was the most memorable part of that song to me, just because Kenny Mason's newer rapper from Atlanta. Um, he's still trying to make a name for himself, like I said, but I, this song is great. And I, I just yeah. really hope that scheme is able to continue this type of sound moving forward with other artists, because this is where it's at. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm excited to see where this project ends or where this song ends up on on what project, whether it's JID or Scheme, those seem like the most likely candidates. Yeah, but, I feel like uh, this would be more on a Scheme album. Just yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because it. it seems like a posse cut. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. He's really gonna put a posse cut on his album, especially not one that sounds like this as much. Um, exactly, but it's like a like I, a really like. Same here. Posse cuts also with the old Collar Grove gang with Lil Wayne and Two Chains dropping a new song, Money Maker. We're just we're just gonna mow through these singles, people. Money Maker, Lil Wayne and Two Chains. We got like the album artwork is a like a high school or college band or something. It's kind of looking like it's a we're gonna get that sort of like horns and trumpets and tubas type production. And we did. I mean, obviously, if you look at the cover and you listen to the song, it's the Sorry, people, I had to do that. Um, but we get a lot of horns. We get a lot of trumpets. Wait, you didn't, have a, you didn't have a trumpet on you? I got my guitar, but I don't have a trumpet on me right now. <laughs> uh, it's so nice to see Lil Wayne and 2 Chains drop. And you actually said this to me, that you felt like this was made in the same session as where Kyle Grove was made, where MFN Wright was made. Wright was made. Do you no really think that? I feel like it was probably no problems too. Yeah. I just like the way it sounds. Honestly, I had to check because I remember um, No Problems uh, by Chance was produced by Brass Tracks, um, very well-known EDM producers, but um, this was not produced by them. This was produced by someone else, but it has a very similar sound, and I thought that it was pretty interesting that they're going back to that, hoping that we get like uh, a couple more collaborations from them. I think this is gearing up for a 2 Chains project, so looking forward so. to seeing what from him they had I love some when two chains drops music i really love when he drops music because i feel like he's really he's like able to really curate a nice little feature list like a lot of classic artists not even like yeah. so much classic artists but i feel like artists that have asserted themselves in the game that are ogs in a sense like low wayne exactly and that that duo of two chains and wayne is in my mind unbeatable just because their chemistry is so they off They bring the, chart. the best out of each other, man. They do. They, they really do. Catalyst for uh, for each other to really do their best. I, I think know that, you're... Honestly, though, oh. it, 
Lil Wayne's per- performance on this track wasn't as good as like some of the previous cuts they have together. I wasn't disappointed though. Um, yeah, I, I was going to ask that. you uh, what your favorite line from Wayne was in this song. Man, that's rough. Uh, I said the one to you. Uh, oh no! She, uh, I feel like Wait. she's a salt shaker because she uh, raises my blood sugar or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> someone with, with blood pressure. Something about blood sugar, blood she pressure. Like- I'm, I'm about to I'm about to look this up just because I have to I have to know what this is I have to know because I know what you're talking about wasn't it like one of those final lines like towards it was, the end it was literally like the, one of the last lines I thought oh that god. that made me laugh though oh my god like a salt shaker give me high blood pressure shake yeah, it like yeah. lemon pepper now shake your money maker that's a dude that's that's a bar I love it I love it I love it made me, it made me hungry just out here. <laughs> there's only one more single that we really had this week that was the lockdown remix and we enjoyed uh, it i feel like we we covered lockdown when it first came out when anderson dropped that one when uh all the riots and, and the protests were going on in that time if you guys oh, want to refer back dude, to that yeah, episode did not that dropped a long time it was the same song i don't mm-hmm. even know why i just didn't even realize that those two were the same song mm-hmm. but yeah no I, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really diverse group of rappers that he got on this track no, no name was on there. JID was on there. Uh, Anderson, obviously, on the hook. J Rock as well. Um, this is JID's third feature of the week. Keep in mind, uh, we went through all three of them now. So I'm happy that JID got his love this week. Jiddy, we love you, man. If you're listening, please follow us. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this track. I mean, I, I liked it when it first came out. Um, but I guess we can kind of dive into more of the guest verses on this. Um, JID put out a nice little strong verse. I feel like it wasn't his strongest of the weekend. Like I said, I felt his strongest was on serial. Um, but um, this kind of puts his place in third place to me. I think he sounds the best on this, but what, what he's like, I don't know, I guess his cadence on it doesn't really do it for me as much as the other tracks did. No name. Um, obviously J Cole has pointed everyone to the attention of no name uh, for her advocacy uh, for the black community um, for social injustice that is going on in America. So we are proud of her and her endeavors and continuing to teach and grow the knowledge and educate the people on what is going on. And she puts together a nice verse explaining those intricacies of what it is and where it's been and where it's going. And I think it's just a nice, it's definitely a very good sentiment to put into the song, especially regarding the nature of how Anderson released it and how he's on the hook and how it's kind of portrayed itself to be sort of an anthem of social justice of sorts. And I think it's kind of grown into that just because it's been remixed. It was, it was a five cut long instrumental. Um, I think I got to remember this, but it was released in like an album package with a music video an instrumental vocals only acapella uh, orchestra version, the actual remix, and then the music video all the way at the end. I think it's like five or six tracks long of just different things that you can do with it. Um, so obviously Anderson's making it available to the people to remix and have their own verses. And it seems like to, you know, speak their own, uh, experiences with this and kind of put forth their best foot forward, if you will, um, to continue to contribute to the movement, which I think is great. I I think the song has just become bigger than it was, uh, previously. Like he kind of just like took the song and, and, uh, like blew up the proportions in a sense. But I agree with you. I, honestly, like, I love posse cuts because I love seeing how a bunch of rappers who wouldn't normally work together work together. Um, exactly. And, like, you think about this, like, 
this is a legendary collaboration because you have Anderson Pack signed to Aftermath, which is a legendary record label. JID from Dreamville. Of J Rock from uh, TDE. And Love then it. No Name, who's uh, she isn't signed, she's independent. Um, Fitting. So it's uh, pretty insane that uh, they were, they got all of these uh, rappers who are from different collectives uh, of sorts and uh, brought them together on one cohesive track that sounded really good. Um, I, I, we talked about this when uh, Lockdown came out. I really enjoyed Anderson's verse as well. I feel like he's very witty with how things are in the world today. Talking about uh, is still COVID here? Is it still going around? Y'all catch the COVID? He actually just got tested for COVID too, which is kind of a funny video to see him kind of react with the thing going all the way up his nose. I thought it was <laughs> a nice reaction from Anderson doing the right thing. Um, but I think he still takes the highlight of this track just because not only is it his, but I feel like his verse is still the strongest, in my opinion, just because no, he's, able, so he's able to portray, cool. like, you know what I'm talking about? He's able to, like, portray yeah. that with, like, a little bit of swag, a little bit of pizzazz, and he's able to kind of do it in a way where it's higher than everybody else. You know what I mean? I think, he, yeah, he that, yeah he obviously is the star of this track. I think the rest of the, the, the rappers on this are just um, icing on the cake. So they really are. They're like individual cherries on top. If you want to pluck, exactly just pluck their verse real quick. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to do it for us today. The OTT gang, but please be sure to follow us at off the XDX top on Twitter and Instagram. And please be sure to keep listening at off the top podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. And also, Please be sure to check back to our weekly off the top playlist on Spotify. We're going to be updating that every week. New tracks from this weekend are there currently. So if you're looking to get in some new music every single week, please be sure to check back. All right, Namai, I think it's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. As always, OTT gang, we appreciate y'all. Bye, guys. Music slap, give me some money. I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track 24 7. All I do is foul. All the ladies want me because I look like a snack. Send me a nude, I will not send one back. I'm a flirt, baby girl.